Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 199, an honest Adela review and the trends of podcasting tools. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. In this episode, I've got something quite controversial to bring to you, and that is an honest review of Adelo. That's right. I'm stripping all the hype out of it, and I really want to approach this from the perspective of is this a worthwhile tool? Who should or shouldn't be using it? What are some things to consider? And what can we look at learning from the podcasting tools industry as a whole? And how can you apply something like that with your podcast too? Before I get into that though, I really need to step back and look at this much bigger picture. And I'm going to share this from the perspective of the podcasting industry, You're talking about podcasting tools and such, but you could probably apply this to your own industry as well with whatever content it is in which you specialize. And that is this idea of where tools are going and the, the trends of the industry. In a recent podcaster's roundtable, we were talking a little bit about Adelo, and I mentioned that sometimes I wonder if some of us podcasting professionals are being like old podcasting geezers. And as Dave Jackson might say, hey, get off my lawn. Are we the type that we're resisting change? Is this a deeper issue going on here that's preventing us from embracing something that might be great for the industry and could even bring more business to us as podcasting consultants and professionals? You have to consider that as with any industry, podcasters, especially professional podcasters, do have very deep biases. And you'll see opposing thinking similar to this in any industry that you look at. For example, just looking at this podcasting professionals industry, Todd Cochran, CEO of Raw Voice and Blueberry, he has his own podcast as well, is extremely biased toward WordPress and owning your feed URL. He will be very forthright in what he says about services that give you their own podcast feed URL and services that don't integrate with WordPress. He'll be against all of them because he is extremely biased toward WordPress. Rob Walsh, on the other hand, the vice president of podcaster relations over at Libsyn and a co-host of The Feed and a podcaster with his own podcast, Podcast 411, is extremely biased against WordPress. He's also fairly biased against Twitter. So keep that in mind. When you hear these two gentlemen who have competing companies, although they have done a lot of stuff together, which is really cool, like they've co-hosted New Media Show or Rob Walsh has been a guest a couple times, at least on Todd Cochran's show. And I frequently see them hanging out together at podcasting conferences, but they are competitors to every detail. And they have completely opposing ideas. So if you see someone in a podcasting group ask a certain question that could be answered by both of them, you'll often see very passionately held beliefs completely opposing each other from both of these individuals. That's because of their 
deep biases based on their particular experiences. Or look at Cliff Ravenscraft from Podcast Answer Man. He's still holding on to and continuing to recommend FeedBurner. He knows there are certain issues and such, but his perspective is this still works and for the foreseeable future, it will continue to work. So why change it? It is working now and it is flexible and it does present options to leave. That's that's his perspective. He's also continuing to recommend the high LPR 40, which I am using currently, but I no longer recommend the high LPR 40 because I found a different microphone. The Electro Voice RE320, I think is it's a little cheaper and it produces a more accurate sound quality. By the way, I'm going to start being able to sell the Electro Voice RE320 as well as the PR40 and many other microphones and podcasting accessories. Keep an eye on my email newsletter and the blog at theaudacitypodcast.com for when I launch that. But you look at John Lee Dumas, and he's been a student of Cliff Ravenscraft, but John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and he'll be in the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast, my 200th episode. I'm really excited about that. But John has a different method. He was taught a particular way. And he's chosen to use different equipment, like a FireWire preamp that plugs directly into a computer instead of using a mixer and an external recorder. Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting, (laughs) I think we can all agree, and he would too, that he is deeply opinionated about everything. And just throwing out another example, Mike Dell from Podcasting Help Desk hates anything that ends with the number seven in the price tag. So these are all deeply held opinions based on different experiences. And I could go on and on describing different opposing opinions held by many professional podcasters in this space. But we all have these beliefs, and I would actually call them presuppositions. These are things that we presuppose to be true or deeply held beliefs that then affect how we look at things, our worldview in another way. This affects every area of life, really. What we believe affects how we look at the world around us. The same thing applies when you're looking at something technology-related. Because of our certain experiences and what we see as priorities for a podcaster, we come to different conclusions of what would be best. For example, there could be beliefs that podcasting should be cheap or easy, it should sound professional, it should be extensible, it should be accessible to everyone, it should be limited to the elite few. These could be opposing ideas, but something that each of us might hold very closely over one of the other ideas. So when something new comes along, like Adelo, it's really challenging this standard that we have in our minds of how things should be done. And I think we can easily come across overly critical simply because it doesn't fit into the box inside our minds of how we think about the podcasting tools, the podcasting industry, the way we want to do things. And that can be troublesome for us when we reject something just because it doesn't fit the way we've always done it before. I think there are things to consider with Adelo, and I will be mentioning more in detail in a moment, but I do really think Adelo is one example of a disruptor in the space. They're doing things very different, and they're getting a lot of attention for it, and it does bear some consideration, I think, for professional podcasters to consider, might this be a better way to do this? Might this be the future of this? Because when you look at the trends of the podcasting tools... I think we really need to be willing to embrace that the new technologies will come out to make things easier to do. 
there might be a day when I will stop recommending a mixer for mixing audio. That sounds so profound that you would need a mixer to mix things together. And that is the reason primarily that I recommend it. I've done a whole episode about why I recommend mixers. But just look at something like how for a while us old podcasting geezers were saying, avoid any USB microphone, never buy a USB microphone, get a mixer, get a professional sounding microphone. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Even one of my early episodes of the Audacity to Podcast published back in 2010, I talked about the bare minimums of podcasting and I described a small mixer, a cheap XLR professional microphone that could give you decent audio quality for about $100. Now, instead we recommend the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB or the kind of the same microphone, the AT2005 USB, or the Samson Q2U, which is a very similar microphone as well, where all three of these microphones sound pretty much the same. They're pretty good quality. They're all about $50 in price with some variants, and they all have both a USB and an XLR connection. So yes, you could plug it directly into your computer And it's a great way to start out very cheaply, but it's also extensible by being able to plug it into a mixer and connect it with professional audio equipment. So in just that, it's an example of quality, accessibility in terms of price and compatibility, and forward-thinking extensibility. But we had no idea that kind of microphone would exist a few years ago. So what if today we just kept saying, no, never use a USB microphone, even if it has XLR in it, only use the XLR in a microphone, never consider USB, then I think we'd be missing a lot of opportunities. And there would be a lot of podcasters out there who wouldn't sound very good because they're limiting themselves to a particular style of microphone that they can afford instead of considering another microphone that they could also afford, but might be much better and future-proof for them. Computers are also much more capable these days. One of the very closely held beliefs among many of the top podcasting consultants is to record into an external digital audio recorder. I have only had a computer crash once while I was recording into my computer, and that was because, frankly, I was being stupid in what I was doing. After that, I decided I wanted to buy a recorder also because I could do extra things. I use a Zoom H4n right now, and you can get a similar and even better effect with a Zoom H5 or Zoom H6, you can record in multiple tracks. So if your mixer supports multiple analog outputs, then you can record each of those as a separate track into an external recorder. Well, look at what Behringer has been doing in the mixer space. Within the last couple of years, they announced the Behringer UFX line of mixers, the UFX 1204 and the UFX 1604. These are very similar mixers to others that we've seen, multiple channels, inputs, outputs, all of that kind of stuff. Yes, it does have FireWire and USB output, and that can be plugged into a computer and record multiple independent tracks. But the Behringer UFX mixer, which is my new dream mixer, can also record multiple independent channels directly to a USB drive. So I can have all of the stability of not recording into my computer without having to have the extra equipment and complication of an additional external recorder. Boom! That's a disruptor in that kind of space and that kind of thinking. So I really believe that podcasting shouldn't require deep knowledge, and it shouldn't be limited to the technology savvy or the elite out there. I fully believe that 
this method of reaching a global audience should be something that is available to anyone with the audacity to podcast. Now you see why I named my show The Audacity to Podcast. So when you look at companies out there like Adello, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Simplecast, Buzzsprout, Squarespace, and many other companies, they're creating products that pursue that vision of enabling people to focus on the message, the content, not so much the technology. I really like what Paul Colligan repeats several times in his podcast, The Podcast Report. And Paul Colligan is one of those founding people kind of of the podcasting industry. He was there in the very beginning. He didn't start it, but he did get popular from it and had a lot of notoriety in the podcasting space early on. And in his current podcast, The Podcast Report, he said, when we make podcasting about the tech, we lose the very audience that needs it the most. And I wholeheartedly agree about that. Podcasting is not just about the technology. It's about getting the message out there. It's about me or you, the little guys, the not NPRs, the not Alex Bloomberg's, the not fancy, expensive technology and all of that. It's about you and me being able to have a platform where we can speak with our voice and be heard worldwide and build our authority or just have fun with this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with podcasting just for fun. It's pursuing your passion, really. So with that foundation in mind, that I think we should, in short, be embracing some of these disruptors and not just fully endorsing them, but sometimes challenging them to consider some of these other things, to consider being extensible, to consider being flexible for people to leave the service with the 301 redirect to consider things like mobile friendliness and how can this integrate with a platform you may already have, that kind of thing. There are certain things like that we do need to consider, but I don't think we should push away the disruptors because they're disruptors. Oh man, imagine where we would be in the world today if we pushed away every disruptor out there. This world would be horrible. Podcasting itself, you could kind of say it's a disruptor in the field. Maybe, maybe not. So with that foundation, let's think about Adelo. Adelo, first of all, is not a scam. Adelo is a service born from the idea that podcasting should be easy and work great for building your business or branding. Adelo is heavily marketed toward, well, other marketers. Yeah, Adelo is out to make money, just like nearly every other company out there in some way or another is out to make money. And most companies, honorable companies at least, are doing so by trying to provide solutions to common pains or trying to provide something that people want that is valuable to people, not just trying to rip people off. This is really the same thing I'm doing with my podcast reviews. I'm creating a service that is what I think valuable to people out there, eases some pain, makes their life easier, gives them extra features and functionality they wouldn't have had otherwise. And I've read a couple people who have called my podcast reviews something far worse than a scam, but it's not a scam and Odello isn't a scam. These are services created to fill a need that someone sees. So I really applaud Josh Bartlett, the entrepreneur behind Adelo, for seeing a need and coming up with something that looks great and does function fairly well. 
In this review, you're going to see that I won't necessarily recommend Adelo for most people because I do have a particular worldview of podcasting, and that is of ownership, extensibility, and flexibility. But I do really think Adelo is doing some awesome things that can inspire many other people in this space. That's what competition is all about. That's what innovation is all about creating new things, being inspired by others. And in some way, the one-upmanship of the industries create much better products and a much better industry as a whole. That long, about 20-minute foundation then takes us into the actual specifics of Adelo. Adelo is receiving a lot of hype since it launched in late October 2014. And it's designed by this internet marketer, Josh Bartlett, who has made several other products and web technologies targeted at other internet marketers. Now, internet marketers should not be a bad word in our minds. Just think of it this way. An internet marketer is someone who's marketing something on the internet. You, as a podcaster, are marketing your podcast on the internet. Or you should be, at least, if you want it to grow, if you want anyone listening to it. You are involved in some kind of marketing, some kind of content marketing on the internet. Adelo does seem to be more targeted toward online marketers who want to grow their business fast and make lots of money with their podcast. And in fact, when Adelo was first announced, it had some pretty outlandish claims about what it could do and what podcasting could do for people. Essentially, they communicated that by merely launching a podcast, you would be able to achieve the success of people like John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, and many others who have had massive platforms as a result of their podcasts and made lots of money. Cliff Ravenscraft addressed this kind of hype in one of his podcast episodes from Podcast Answer Man number 378. It was titled, Beware of the Grow Big Quick and Get Rich Quick Podcast Messaging. And if you listen to his episode, about 18 minutes in is when he starts talking about this. He doesn't specifically name Adelo, but when you look at Thane's timeline and such, it really looks like he is referring to Adelo, especially when if you got to see how the Adelo marketing looked in earlier October when they were about to launch. And yes, they made some exaggerated claims, but then they went back and revised some of that. So I think some of that is why there's so much hype over Adelo. Also, Adelo is aggressively trying to build a massive team of marketers by offering a really generous affiliate program. If you promote Adelo, you could earn $100 or more through their ClickBank affiliate program. That's really generous. And just like any other generous affiliate program, it will lead to floods of promotional videos, websites, dedicated niche blogs, bonuses people are offering, tweets, Facebook messages, all of this kind of stuff. Each of these are promotions intended to convince you that Adelo is the next best thing for podcasting and for you to buy it through that person's affiliate link. There's really nothing wrong with that on its own to promote something in order to earn money through an affiliate link. I promote things and I earn money through affiliate links. I don't tell you this is the most amazing thing ever unless it actually is, but I do make money off of many affiliate links that I promote. And yes, if you want to buy Adelo, I do have an affiliate link in the show notes for episode 199 at com slash Adelo. But I do think even though there's nothing wrong 
with that perspective and what's happening with a lot of people promoting it, a lot of hype over it. I think we just do need to recognize the motivation behind this explosion of promotion out there. It's people recognizing, hey, I could get $100 or $150 or more just by referring one person to this. The same thing happens for a lot of other courses and tools and services out there. So if you want to sign up for Adelo, I would certainly appreciate it if you use my link, but I'm not going to tell you it's the most amazing thing ever. You have to sign up. When you get into Adelo, I will say that the user interface is pretty nicely designed. They've got plenty of videos to help you along the way. In fact, I can't think of a single step in the Adelo process that did not have some kind of tutorial video. It's voiced by a British guy, probably Josh Bartlett, because he is British. I actually haven't talked to Josh face-to-face or through Skype. Uh, And by the way, disclaimer, I did originally purchase Adelo with the intent of getting a refund within my 60-day window so I could test it, review it, and everything. But then I started communicating with Josh over email, and he then did refund my purchase while letting me keep Adelo for review purposes. I'm not actually going to use Adelo, but I want to keep an eye on its development because as a disruptor in the space, I really want to see what they're doing and what might then trickle out into other services out there. So I'm not a user, but it is now provided to me free, even though I did originally pay for it. It's now free to me. The design of the player and playlist and some of the color themes and such do remind me a lot of Pat Flynn's smart podcast player. You could say that's just the trend of the design industry where we're getting flat things, big buttons, very clear play buttons and scrolling things. And I I would agree with that because certainly when one person does it and another person does it too, it's not that they are copying one another. It's that they're seeing trends and they're both coming to the same conclusions of what might provide a more usable experience. So I'm not going to say that Adelo copied the smart podcast player, but it does look very similar with its beautiful flat design, nice color contrast and such. You might run into some conflicts with your own theme, but I would imagine at some point Adelo will offer more customization where you can change the colors. The media storage with Adelo is where it starts getting a little bit strange because Adelo is not a media host. They do say that they provide some stats, but they build on top of another media hosting company. So If you want to use Adelo, you're going to pay the $197, $297, whatever the cost is at the time that you're hearing this, and you might pay an additional for a commercial license, and then pay extra for media hosting. They are promoting platforms such as Libsyn, SoundCloud, and Amazon S3. And when you're talking about building on top of Libsyn or SoundCloud, I do kind of wonder what basic benefit does Adelo provide more than just an attractive interface above a platform like Libsyn, which I do fully endorse Libsyn. You can create your podcast RSS feed. It's a secure, a stable feed, I mean, and it gives you a lot of features. You don't have to worry about bandwidth. It hosts your media. It provides all the iTunes features, including the iTunes order feature that Apple finally announced publicly, even though it's been in their podcasting specs for more than a year, and both PowerPress and Libsyn have supported it for quite a while. So what is Adelo providing on top of that? Well, some other things that we'll get into, but you can create a lot of the same features 
with your own WordPress platform, like scheduling industry-respected stats from like Blueberry or Libsyn. You can create playlists, you can create your feed, and much more. So Adelo is building on top of media hosting for other places. And a strange thing, and I'm not going to say this is their intentional misleading, I think it's just they're susceptible to a common misconception. In the Adelo interface, it currently connects with Libsyn, SoundCloud, and Amazon S3. In their little video tutorial at that page, it explains the importance of hosting your media around the world so it's quickly accessible to everyone. This is what we call a cloud distribution network, or CDN. Indeed, Libsyn does offer a CDN with their media hosting. I don't think SoundCloud does, but I could be wrong on that. However, Amazon S3 is not a CDN at all. That's a common misconception that when you upload something to Amazon S3, it's distributed across a cloud network. So someone in California downloads it from a server in California, and someone in New York downloads it from a server in New York. Someone in Argentina downloads it from a server somewhere closer to them. That's what a CDN is actually doing, is it's putting the files closer to the people who actually want to download them so it downloads quicker instead of having to route through a whole bunch of different servers to get to that person. CloudFront is actually Amazon's CDN storage provider, not S3. S3 is just a storage service. Yes, they do say you can get it with redundancies, but that's more for the sake of making sure you don't lose your files. That's not cloud distribution at all. So that's just a little language thing in Adelo's terms that is slightly misleading, but not intentionally. So I think it's just a common misconception that they might not have actually verified when they published that information. So Adelo is building on top of something you already have. So think about it this way. Adelo provides perhaps a more pretty looking interface than Libsyn or SoundCloud or especially Amazon S3 for hosting your media. You have a one-time fee for Adelo and then all of your monthly fees for whatever media hosting that you're using. Now, when it comes to your feed that you're getting from Adelo, it does create an RSS feed and it can also import an RSS feed that you already have in order to migrate everything over to the Adelo platform. Dave Jackson, who, like I said, is opinionated about everything, and he has nice little bumpers that emphasize how opinionated he is and how likely he is to pop a cork at some point. He had a blog post entitled, Adelo is a scam, bust, sham, and any other negative word I can think of. Do not buy this. Yeah, he's opinionated, and he has retracted some of his statements about certain things as he's dug into more detail. But one of the things that he saw is that when he took his Adelo feed and put it into Feed Validator, that it came back saying it's an invalid feed. I tried the same thing. I got the same result. Invalid feed from Feed Validator. That's actually not true. It's not an invalid feed. It's just Feed Validator doesn't recognize certain things in the feed that are in the iTunes podcasting spec. So when Feed Validator sees that, it says, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. That's an invalid feed. For example, the iTunes order tag, which is what lets you set a manual order for your episodes to display in iTunes or in a podcast app beyond changing the publishing date. That's with the iTunes order tag and feed validator completely doesn't understand that. But that's been in the iTunes podcasting spec for quite a while. 
So if your feed uses that and you put it in Feed Validator, it'll say, understandably, invalid feed, even though it's not. However, there is something else that happens, and this happened in my particular case when I was testing Adelo, and that is that I took my RSS feed from the Audacity to Podcast, and I put it into Audelo, I imported it, and in the Audacity to Podcast titles, you'll see that I have the name of the episode, a hyphen, and then the episode abbreviation. For example, this episode is entitled Honest Adela Review and the Trends of Podcasting Tools, space, hyphen, space, TAP199. Now, WordPress actually changes that hyphen to an in-dash, which makes it a little bit more of a special character than any of the other dashes out there. Well, an M-dash is also a special character, but it's not just a regular hyphen. And Adelo, at least at this moment, doesn't properly convert that in-dash into whatever character set it is that Adelo is using, probably UTF-8. And thus, what happens is all of these extra characters will be put wherever a special character was. You might see an ampersand and other random letters and numbers and stuff in a semicolon or something weird like that in the feed. And some of that can cause the RSS feed to be invalid. In my case, that in-dash, when I imported my feed into Adelo, did give me a genuinely invalid feed as a result. This is a bug. This isn't a horrible decision on their part, but just something that needs to be fixed. Maybe I'm the first person to discover this who tried to import a feed that had in-dashes in the title. Whatever the case, I expect Adelo will fix this at some point in the future. I would have also expected that when I import my feed into Audelo, that it would migrate all of my podcast information. You would think so, right? But it didn't. Audelo misused my iTunes show level subtitle for the description of the podcast. The subtitle is a short title that really the only place it shows up currently, even as of iTunes 12, the only place your podcast show level subtitle shows up is in someone's list of podcast subscriptions that they already have. You might see the episode list, and next to the name of each show, you'll see the subtitle for that show. The description is what shows up in the iTunes store. That's where you can have paragraphs of information. The subtitle is much shorter. And Adelo, for some reason, mixed those up and put my subtitle in the description. So instead of paragraphs of a description, I had a one-sentence description might not even have been a complete sentence. It also missed certain things like the publisher name, and very oddly, it said that my podcast, when I imported my feed, was explicit, even though I have my podcast tagged as clean. So I don't know what's going on there. It's clearly a bug in their system, as well as certain stuff like they don't even support episode-level subtitles. That kind of stuff, again, shortcomings in the programming, some inadequate programming, and I would expect these things to be fixed someday in the future. Again, maybe I'm the first one to discover these things and bring them up. Hey, my podcast reviews has bugs as well. My website has bugs, and there are things that I'm working through and fixing. And right now there's a bug affecting several my podcast reviews users, and it is top priority for me to fix that before we add any additional features. So I understand When you launch with something new, there will be bugs. There will be cases you might not consider. 
And that's certainly the case with Adelo. It's not a gross negligence on their part. It's just something that maybe they didn't have every possible situation for testing. Something else weird, though, with my own feed when I imported it is that when I displayed a podcast playlist player, it displayed just the track numbers like 195, 196, 197, and so on instead of the titles, even though I had it set to display the titles. A little bit odd, some other bug probably in their system. Adelo does also have a keyword field for each episode, but this isn't really important anymore because keyword relevance for search engine optimization or SEO has been deprecated by both Google and iTunes. Your keywords really don't matter. Maybe Adelo has some other plans for how to use keywords. Maybe they're just embracing the old technology as long as it still exists, but it's something that I have to wonder. Adelo does also offer a commercial license. And right now the purchase price is probably $297 or $197, depending on what time you're hearing this. And I've seen that price go back and forth, oddly. It launched at a discount, then it went up to $297, then it's back down to a discount. It's a little strange there. I don't like that they do that, that they tell you limited time discount, and then they bring it back down to that discount again. When you purchase your license from Modelo, it then tries to upsell you a commercial license during the checkout. This commercial license is supposedly a limited time thing, and it removes all Adelo branding from the pages, the player, and the interface. Right there, I, it struck me as odd that the Adelo branding wasn't already removed from at least the player that would face the public. I can understand the Adelo logo and branding being in the interface that you as the user are interacting with. But it's a little odd that they also put it on the player. Well, the $97 license gives you the ability to remove that or it does remove it. The commercial license also does allow you to use Adelo for clients. And that makes total sense that they would charge extra for you to be able to use it for other people and hosting other people's podcasts in your service instead of them setting up their own. The upsell page also has an odd little bug that's potentially misleading. There are two checkboxes for adding the commercial license, and unchecking the first and most prominent of these doesn't actually remove the commercial license from your cart. You have to uncheck the other checkbox instead of that first one. The first one, as far as I can tell, does nothing. So it could have some people accidentally spending $97 more than they intend to. I think, again, this is an unintentional bug, not something they're trying to do to trick you out of your money. Adelo does certainly have several unique features that, yes, you can do many of these on your own website for lower prices or even free, and commonly what you might do on your own site could be more powerful and extensible than what Adelo provides. However, Adelo has all of these features built into their platform or many of these features. And certainly there are some unique features to Adelo that are really cool when I think about it. For example, they offer audio bars. And if you've ever used SoundCloud or Spreaker, you might be familiar with the audio bar. It's a bar that sticks to either the top or the bottom of your browser viewport. That's the area just where you see the web page in your browser. Not the full window, but the top or the bottom, basically of the web page that you're looking at. But it stays there no matter how you scroll. And you can press play on an episode 
from that player. Commonly, like on SoundCloud and Spreaker, this will continue playing even if you browse across different pages. In the case of Adelo, I really couldn't get it working with my own setup in order to test how it actually works and if it plays across multiple pages as you're changing browsing windows or URLs on that same site or what happens there. I'd imagine it probably does. Something else that's really cool, and especially if you're into any kind of marketing, you might be familiar with split testing, and Adelo does provide split testing. Split testing, also called A-B testing, is where you are randomly serving different versions of something, like a graphic, a page, color, text, multimedia, or really anything else, and then you see which one performs better so that you can make a decision based on a single criterion or multiple criteria of which one of these versions that you want to push out and for everyone else to see. For example, a split test on your site could reveal that a particularly colored button results in many more purchases than a differently colored button. Or maybe a certain version of your text brings more people to sign up for your email newsletter than another version does. There are many tools out there that let you do split testing, but Adelo does audio split testing, which really is fascinating to me. And I don't know of any other podcasting tool that does give you audio split testing. This allows you to serve one of multiple versions of your audio for a small test group and randomly push out one or the other, and then keep whichever one performs better based on several criteria. These criteria are web plays, completed web plays, episode downloads, opt-ins, or clicks on a particular buy button. The criterion that makes the least sense to me is episode downloads, because If Adelo is randomly changing your RSS feed so that it's pointing to a different episode or different media file, the criterion that makes the least sense to me is episode downloads. Because if Adelo is changing your RSS feed where to random subscribers it serves one audio file or the other, then the only way for the downloads to really be affected would be the episode title you're not going to get really any split test results from the episode audio because no one decides to download an episode based on the audio that's inside the episode. It just doesn't work that way because they won't know what audio is inside the episode until they download it. And once they've downloaded it, they already have it. So I don't quite know what they're thinking with the episode downloads factor unless it's something else with the web page that they give you that you can create for your podcast. I think the title is what matters most in that kind of A-B or split testing. However, I think some of the other criteria for the split testing is pretty cool, like the web plays, opt-ins, and clicks on a buy button. For example, you could see whether including small talk at the beginning of your podcast or at the end has any effect on how many people play the entire episode if they're streaming it through your website. That could be really cool to see. Or you could see if you have a produced promo as a call to action versus a host-spoken promo as the call to action, which one of those actually encourages more people to do that call to action. So the split testing is pretty cool 
and so is the audio bar. I think that these are Adello's unique features that they provide where others currently don't provide anything similar. That doesn't mean it will be like that all the time, but I think at some point others will provide things like an audio bar and such. Then Adello does have some not-so-unique features. And yes, when you have your own platform, like a self-hosted WordPress website, you can do almost whatever you want to with your site. But this requires extra time and knowledge in order to do, or money in order to pay someone else to do it for you. Adello's advantage here is that they are packaging several of these features into a single platform. For example, Adello Voice and playlists. Adello Voice gives your visitors the option to record their own audio feedback and send it to you. And this costs nothing extra for you, at least from Adello. You do have to integrate it with Amazon S3, so it does use your bandwidth there, which when you're talking about one person uploading one file and one person, you, downloading that one file only once, the cost is extremely small, especially when you consider the file sizes for these will be just a few megabytes. So it's not going to cost you a lot extra with Amazon S3. The setup for this is a little bit confusing, maybe, because you have to set up something in your Amazon S3 console and get these APIs. And it can't just integrate with SoundCloud or Libsyn like the regular hosting can. This does have to, at least currently, integrate with Amazon S3. This is very similar to what you can get for free or paid from SpeakPipe and then implement that SpeakPipe option wherever you want on your site and however you want on your site. Like I've created a button that links to my SpeakPipe pop-up instead of the widget that sticks out the side like a little tab as most people do. And that's just something I've done with SpeakPipe. And you can, by the way, sign up for SpeakPipe. I have an affiliate link in the show notes for this episode if you're interested. But Adelo Voice integrates this into their service automatically. That's kind of cool if you want to use something that's fully integrated like that. Adelo does also make some really attractive playlists for your podcast that display many episodes together. And these do look very similar to Pat Flynn's Smart Podcast Player. But you can also get very much the same feature with even greater customization in PowerPress version 6 if you're using WordPress 3.9 or higher. And PowerPress 6, at the time of this podcast publishing, is still yet to come, but it's very close and it will be very awesome as well. When Adelo first came out, there was a bit of an initial scare on their terms of service, as there can often be with many different companies like Stitcher even. And Raw Voice's attorney, Barry Kantz, published a blog post on one of Blueberry's websites, and he didn't specifically name Adello, but the blog post was entitled Podcasters Beware of Signing Your Rights Away. And the blog post, I think, is a good read. It's basically pointing out, make sure you read the terms of service and know your rights and what that provider is claiming as their rights. I do believe that this post was written basically about Adello, Because Adello did change their terms of service. Their original terms of service did kind of make it sound like they could lay claim to anything that you published through their platform. But now their terms of service does say, after this spot where they basically say, we own anything you upload to us, 
forever and always, even if the service ends and you cancel your contract with us, anything like that, basically. But then they say, this does not extend to your own podcast content or episodes. You retain ownership of your podcast and its episodes. We also do not host them. Adelo integrates with your existing hosting provider. You may wish to check their terms and conditions. Very true. Yes. So they aren't claiming ownership to your content. And that quote I pulled as of today, November 17th, 2014, that they are pointing that out. Any podcasting service you use probably has terms and conditions, and you should check those. And keep in mind, in general, companies aren't out to steal your content and abuse your innocence with their service that they're providing you. The legalese in the contracts can sometimes be confusing, but in general, the terms of service are designed to protect everyone involved. For example, Stitcher has often been criticized for their terms of service that basically say they can use your podcast content however they want in whatever platform currently exists and future platforms exist. That can seem horrible, but their intent isn't to steal your content and abuse your using their platform. Their intent is to get your permission to promote your podcast. Because if you don't give them the permission that their terms of service ask for, they wouldn't be able to host your podcast on their service. They wouldn't be able to feature you anywhere on their website or in a special top picks or anything like that. They couldn't do audio promos with excerpts from your podcast, anything like that. If you certainly don't want to allow Stitcher to do any of that, which I don't see why you wouldn't, but if you don't want them to, then yeah. Don't agree to the terms and don't use Stitcher. And also, their terms allow them to use your podcast on current existing technology. Like back when they started, Stitcher was primarily a mobile app and a web app. Now it's also a set-top box app, as well as being in automobiles. And later on, it might be in other interesting technology platforms. So they need to cover their bases to make sure that they can distribute your content across all of these platforms. They're not out to get you. They're actually out to help you. So read legalese very, very carefully. One of the big questions that people should ask when they're considering any kind of place that creates your RSS feed for you is can you leave that service? Can you place a permanent 301 redirect to leave that service? Libsyn, Blueberry, even SoundCloud, Spreaker, they offer permanent 301 redirects that you can use if you want to leave that service permanently. Other places don't offer a 301 redirect, but you can put in an iTunes redirect code, but that only works on iTunes and some other apps that pull from the iTunes Store API. Adelo does offer that you can place a 301 redirect on your Adelo feed if you want to. They don't have this in their backend system that you can set up, but you can email them and ask them to set up a 301 redirect for you, and they'll be happy to do that. Their support team is quite responsive, and they will let you leave Adelo if you use them and decide to leave, and you need to keep your RSS feed to yourself. Adelo does also offer some standalone apps, like an app for Windows, OS X, and iOS. Maybe in the future they'll have an Android version, and all of these are designed to integrate with your Adelo account. These are pretty basic apps, and at the moment function only for recording and uploading content. But what's cool is, on the desktop side, the Adelo app 
can record Skype calls, which is really important to most podcasters out there. So that means you don't have to get a separate call recorder. It's integrated into Audello. After you finish the Skype call, you can then just upload it directly through Audello to whatever media host that you have integrated with Audello. There is a bug right now with Skype 7.0 and later on OS 10 that prevents Adello from recording the call. This same bug is also affecting all of the other Skype call recorders that are designed specifically to integrate with the Skype API. So everyone is working toward a solution, and there will be a solution at some point. There have been some reports of horrible compatibility issues with the Adello apps. Certain things, like even on my computer, an OS X computer, I noticed that when I have the dark toolbar or dark menu bar at the top of my screen that I can do now with OS X Yosemite, I like darker interfaces, but the Adello icon completely doesn't show up. There's just a blank space there that I have to click on in faith that that's where Adello is. That's something they'll probably fix at some point. It's a minor bug. I have heard other people say that the app completely won't run on Windows in certain environments. Yeah, it's a bug launch bug. It's horrible that it's that way, but I'd imagine they'll fix it later on. So if you're hearing this much later than November 2014, maybe that bug is already fixed. Thus, after all of this, who should and shouldn't be using Adello? That's probably the main question here. Adello is really cool looking. It's the new kid on the block. It's a disruptor in the space, certainly, and they've made some awesome features with this that I would love to see integrated into other platforms like WordPress and PowerPress and such. But my decision is that I can't recommend Adello for everyone. I'll continue to recommend actually against it for most podcasters and instead endorse what I know works, has been tried and tested. It's fully extensible, allows you to completely control your own platform. And that would be a WordPress site with PowerPress using either Blueberry or Libsyn for your media hosting. That still is going to remain my top recommendation. But there will be cases in which I will recommend Adello. Maybe for those who can't use WordPress or can't afford the time to set up something similar for themselves in WordPress, or they can't afford the expense of having someone else set it up for them. Maybe Adello, a one-time purchase fee plus their monthly hosting fees for their media, maybe that would be the best decision for them. Or maybe not. Ultimately, I think it's more important to see people sharing their messages and sounding or looking great in their content than what tools they use to get there. And that's what we need to remember in this podcasting space, because there will always be disruptors. Someone will come along with what they think is a better idea. And some of us old podcasting geezers will say, oh, this is horrible. You shouldn't do this. Get off my lawn and leave me alone and don't come back. We'll attack things, we'll criticize things. There will be things certainly worthy of attack or criticism in different tools out there. But I think our perspective that we should take, especially in this podcasting space, but really in any space, whatever your industry is with the content that you provide through your podcast, I think our approach should be, hey, wait, let's give this a moment. Let's check this out and actually see how good this thing is. I'm going to get biblical on you for a moment here. In the Bible, there's a verse in the book of Acts in the New Testament, chapter 17, verse 11, where it's basically saying that the best thing that Christians should do 
when they hear the preaching of the word of God, Christians should be like these other Christians in the town of Berea, like the Bereans, they should search the scriptures daily to see whether those things are true. So here is, this is, yes, this is my belief here, my presupposition, my worldview, very Christian-based, but here is God breathing this word through the writer in Acts and saying, even when you hear the preaching of the word of God, it's still your responsibility to go look at the word of God yourself and see whether that teaching is true. I think that's the same thing we need to be doing in the podcasting space and in whatever industry you're in. Check these things out. Be a little bit more open to them, but still do check them out with an objective eye and consider, is this really something we should be endorsing? What can we take from this? What should we not take from this? And then as a whole, I think we can improve in the podcasting space, bring more people into podcasting, and make this industry grow a lot more. I am a big fan of getting more people into podcasting because it means podcasting will get more popular, which brings more attention to podcasting. And yes, that might even mean more business opportunities for me. I certainly wouldn't mind that. But more importantly, I'm passionate about seeing people sharing their passions, and finding success. That's why I tell you, that's what I'm here to help you do, launch or improve your podcast. And I'd love to do that with you with some one-on-one consulting. I've got some upcoming really cool courses on podcast search engine optimization, on advanced list building for podcasters, and much more coming up. The best way to find out what kind of products and services I'm launching is to sign up for my email newsletter over at theaudacitypodcast.com. And I tested something just recently with a webinar to see what if I send out a lot of emails about this webinar, what kind of turnaround do I get and what kind of conversions does this generate and how many unsubscriptions does this create as well with people just basically thinking, oh, I've had enough. Stop emailing me about this thing I'm not interested in. It's a little experiment that I'm seeing uh, some interesting results on. But I'd love your thoughts on Adelo and on this deeper philosophical issue of embracing or considering the disruptors in an industry. Please comment on the show notes for episode 199 over at com slash Adello. That's A-U-D-E-L-L-O. Or you can just go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 199. The episode number thing is always going to work. Even if I give you a word to visit a podcast episode, the episode number always works if you can't spell the word that I mentioned. I would love to hear your thoughts on Adelo, on this podcasting space, on embracing the disruptors. So please comment. I'd also like to hear from you. What would you like me to cover in the Audacity Podcast? What are some of your questions? How can I help you podcast better or even start your podcast? I've got the contact information on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. I'm really excited about the upcoming 200th episode of the Audacity to Podcast because that is when I will be having John Lee Dumas join me to talk about podcasting success. The success that he has had in this industry is truly inspirational, I think, and there's a lot to pull from that. I'll be asking him several questions, some deep, honest questions about things and also some questions about his success and what he's doing with the money and how he got to this point. Some ways to inspire you to define your own success and figure out how to reach that. 
I'm really looking forward to this. I am, at the time of this recording, I'm planning to record that interview tomorrow for episode 200, and that will be available the week of Thanksgiving 2014. I'm really excited about that. It'll be a lot of great content I'm looking forward to sharing. Check out mypodcastreviews.com if you want to get your own podcast reviews automatically emailed to you from iTunes and Stitcher. And yes, it has an affiliate program. It doesn't pay hundreds of dollars. It pays a little bit, but it is recurring. I'd love it if you would help support that program by signing up yourself and promoting it to others. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success, even if it's using Adela. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.